Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and prioritize yourself, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. I bought into the six hours of sleep thing, but it resulted in a health crisis and I lost my six-figure business. I realized that sleep wasn't wasted time. It's when my body does its magic. It's not as simple as just deciding to sleep longer. You need to prioritize sleep, change your sleep story and have tools that make it easy. That's why I created Sleep Fabulously. Head to sleepfabulously.com to sign up now. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm honored to welcome my internationally renowned guest. He's a world traveler. He's actually not in his home space today. Hello, Dr. Tom, and welcome to you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be with you. So it's Dr. Tom O'Brien, and those of us who work have worked with him on podcasts, we tend to call him Dr. Tom. Tell us more about yourself, Dr. Tom, and what it is that you do. <laughs> um, well, well, I've been at this for 40 years now, and it's embarrassing to say in some ways, but, you know, that's, that's how it is. And it started with my ex and I could not get pregnant. When I was an intern and I called the seven most famous holistic doctors I'd ever heard of, this was 1979, and they all told me what they do for infertility, and we were pregnant in six weeks. I put a program together, and we were pregnant in six weeks. My neighbors in married housing heard of this, and they asked if I'd work with them. We lived on campus at the time, and I said, well, I don't think it's going to harm you in any way. Okay, and they were pregnant in three months. And so now we were really happy and excited and uh, uh, my wife was pregnant and growing and we were telling our friends and one of our friend's sisters in Wisconsin was having fertility problems. So she drove down to Chicago from Wisconsin so I could work with her out of my dorm room. <laughs> it, was, it was just, you know, we were just so happy to be able to help anyone. And uh, we've had a lot of success over the years. And, uh, there's not much in medicine that's all or every, uh, but this clinically is every. Every person that has hormone-related problems, every person always has, this is my clinical experience, always has some foods they're eating that they don't realize are bad for them, causing inflammation. And every di disease, every disease is a disease of inflammation at the cellular level, the cell is always on fire. The question is, is it a brain cell or a kidney cell? Is it gasoline or kerosene? But it's always fire. It's always inflammation. And so the biggest thing you could do to be vibrantly healthy in your life is to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. What does that mean? Well, it depends on how, what, where you are. I mean, do you live in a moldy house? If so, you're breathing mold spores and they trigger inflammation that goes right to your brain and you may develop Alzheimer's. Maybe it just depends or lung problems or asthma 
or maybe it's a food that you're eating that you're sensitive to, or maybe it's the electromagnetics poisoning you're being exposed to. It just depends on the individual, but it's always gasoline or kerosene. And what you have to explore, is it a brain cell or a kidney cell, a muscle cell or a heart cell? You know, where's it coming from? I make it sound simple. And in some ways it is, you know, my main mentor as I was learning was Dr. George Goodhart, the founder of Applied Kinesiology, which is the muscle testing that many doctors do. And he would say it like this. He'd say, the body is intricately simple and simply intricate. You know, so it's a simple concept. Stop throwing gasoline on the fire. That's the concept. And the goal is to learn what does that mean in your life or in your child's life? What might that mean? Mm. So I've spent 40 years now learning about this, and I'm on the faculty of the Institute for Functional Medicine and have written a couple of books that are best-selling books on this topic. And it's really great to see the, uh, you know, I travel extensively teaching doctors and when I'm in airports, I'm often stopped. And people say, you know, you're, you're Dr. Tom. I say, yes. And sometimes they start crying, just right standing right there in the airport, you know, a security line or something. And you saved my daughter's life. And uh, they're referring to the gluten summit that we put together. I interviewed 29 of the world leaders about wheat and the problems with wheat or betrayal, the autoimmune disease solution that my wife and I put together. We interviewed 85 world leaders about autoimmunity. And people see these things. And um, when they apply the principles, they see the results. And so we've been doing this now for quite a while. Mm. And that's what I love you. Just so openly share. If anyone were to follow Dr. Tom on his Facebook, he's always running Facebook lives that are just so valuable and jam-packed as are his books and the last time you were on the show Dr. Tom we talked about the autoimmune fix and previously we'd spoken about you can fix your brain but recently you've been talking a lot more about electromagnetic frequencies and the problems with that but yet uh, for some of us we I guess like climate change we've still got skeptics amongst us And electromagnetic frequency, just for everybody so we're on the same page, is the emission from a wireless router, mobile phones, you know, even your microwave at home emits um, this kind of frequency. Your microwave, your smartphone, your smart stereo, the remote um, sound systems that we have in our homes now, you know, that signal has to get from the receiver to the speakers in the bedroom or the speakers in the kitchen, you know, and that's all uh, EMFs, electromagnetic waves in your home and in your environment. Yeah, we're, we're inundated with this now. When you read the book, You Can Fix Your Brain, which is number one in seven categories on Amazon for brain function and Alzheimer's and things like that, um, strokes and seizures and But when you read this, there's some big picture ideas that I give you. And one of them is that you have to think about your health or the health of your children like a pyramid. That there are four sides to a pyramid. 
No, there's three. No, there's four. There is the base. That's your structure. And that's the home of massage and chiropractic and yoga and pillows and car seats and how you adjust your car seat, the type of bed you sleep in, all about structure. Because structural problems can cause any disease. There are many, many studies on that now. And then one side of the pyramid is the biochemistry. That's the one that everyone focuses on. And that's what you eat and drink and breathe um, and how uh, the drugs we take and the nutrition that we take, the foods that we select. Uh, very important, very important, but way too much focus just on the biochemistry. And then there's emotional or the spiritual side which is also very important, is as important as any other. And some people have heard of stinking thinking, you know, and it can cause diabetes and many other diseases. And there are good research papers that show the mechanisms by which that happens. And then the fourth side of the pyramid, never before in the history of humanity have we had to deal with this, never until the last 30 years, and it's called electromagnetic frequencies. Now, I'll give you an example that most of us can relate to. We know if you're out in the sun too long, you get sunburned, right? That that radiation from the sun burns your skin. And we know that if you're up on the top of a mountain, you're hiking or you're skiing in the wintertime, and if your skin's exposed to the sun, you burn easily because you're at higher elevation and there's less insulation from the radiation at higher elevation, so it's more powerful. Well, the same is true in airplanes. When you're flying at 35,000 feet in an airplane, what, what does that mean? Well, what happens in an airplane, you're in an aluminum tube, and the radiation from the sun is very strong at 35,000 feet. And when you fly, it's called solar flares, that when the sun has these explosions, if you've ever seen a National Geographic or a special with their high-powered cameras, you see these explosions on their sun, uh, on the sun, and they're they're like nuclear bombs. They're like ten nuclear bombs going off all the time on the sun. That produces the radiation, and that radiation travels millions and millions of miles, ninety-three million miles, and it comes to us here on Earth. And the higher up in the sky you are, the more powerful the radiation exposure is. Those solar flares occur in 11-year cycles. So at the peak of an 11-year cycle, when you fly from New York to Los Angeles, you're getting the radiation exposure of seven chest x-rays every time you fly. And when you're at the dip in 11 years, it's a two to three x-rays. And then it goes back up to the peak, and it's seven chest rays again. And that's why pilots have the highest incidence of lymphoma of any profession. And flight attendants have the highest incidence of miscarriages and pregnancy problems of any profession because they're exposed to so much radiation and they don't know it. And some of them have heard a little about it, but not much. That same type of radiation exposure on a softer scale, like being down at ground level. We all know that you get too many sunburns that can cause skin cancer. And in Australia, you've got places in Australia where there's no protection at all. Correct. And if you're at ground level, the skin cancer is much higher in some communities in Australia because there's no protection from the radiation. The same concept is true about cell phones, that cell phones are much milder radiation. 
well, there's no evidence that the amount of radiation from a cell phone can cause a problem in humans. That's how they get away with that garbage is because the amount of radiation produced by a cell phone, there's no study that shows that that's a problem all by itself. But it's accumulative over time. The more often you're exposed to this, you know, my first week in my medical education, my very first week, I knew absolutely nothing taking basic genetic classes and anatomy classes, basic I saw that there was going to be a talk. This doctor was coming from Arizona to Chicago. His name was Dr. Sheldon Deal, and he was Mr. Arizona. Okay, guy's a bodybuilder. He's going to be a healthy guy. I'll go listen to him talk. So he had a color television in the room on a stand, and he had the volume turned off with the picture turned on. And he walked over to a table and opened his briefcase and he took out a bar magnet the size of a cell phone, held the magnet in his hand, walked up to the color television, and the picture went upside down. Walked away, and it went right side up. Walked towards the t television, it went upside down. Walked away, it went right side up. And he said, that's what electromagnetic pollution does to your brain and your nervous system. It's called neurological switching. So when people say right, but they mean left, or someone says turn left and you turn right, or someone writes a number backwards, they're switched. They're just switched. And what Dr. Deal was talking about in 1978 was the battery on watches and the danger of the batteries on a watch and how that might affect you. Well, we've gone so far down the road of exposure since then. I mean, it's apples and oranges. It's just a whole different world now. Yeah. 1982, I read the first research paper on uh, high power tension wires. And if children lived within a quarter mile of high power tension wires, they had a much higher incidence of leukemia than children that lived further away from high power tension wires. And it was the electromagnetic leakage from the high power tension wires that was hitting them in, in their homes. They were sleeping there. And so that was the first real serious science that I saw. That was 1982. Now we have many, many studies about electromagnetic frequency causing cancers, causing attention deficit disorder, contributing to the breach of the blood brain barrier, causing leaky brain which is the mechanism by which we get Alzheimer's and dementia. You've heard of leaky gut? Well, there's also leaky brain. And um, electromagnetic frequency will cause a leaky brain. Just read the science. Mm. Just read the science. And then we have these people, these so-called experts that say, well, I don't believe any of that. That's not true. And, you know, it was in the 1950s, if you go back and you look in the newspapers in the, in the United States, uh, uh, you, you can find them, or if you Google, you can find the articles that say, government experts say, no problem, nothing to worry about from the above ground atomic explosions in Nevada that they're doing every couple of weeks. Now, they did over 40 a year sometimes, uh, a couple of years, and usually it was one a month, but sometimes they did more than that. And the government says, oh, it's perfectly safe. And in the 1960s, 
you read the articles coming out from the government agencies that it's cigarette smoking is perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's a very famous picture in the New York Times called the Seven Dwarfs. And it was the head, the heads of the top seven tobacco companies in the world testifying before Congress. They had their hand on their hearts and the, the pictures, all seven of them like this. And they lied through their teeth about tobacco. They all lied. And, you know, in the 1970s, it was margarine is better for you than butter. It's perfectly safe for you, transform fatty acids. And in the 1980s, bovine growth hormone in milk is perfectly safe for you. The, the industry does all of this. They pay the lobbyists pay to get the legislation passed so that the government doesn't have any teeth to regulate this stuff. And then they bring insiders, corporate insiders, into the government to make the regulations. So if you just look at one or two studies, you know, here's even a better thing you can do. And just go online and look for this. Children, I think it was eighth grade kids, they did a science experiment. They went to the store and they bought soil and pots and seeds. And they put the same soil in all the pots the same seeds in all the pots, and they put them in the windowsills on the classrooms. And in one classroom, they put them in the windowsills, and in the other classroom, they put them in the windowsills by a wireless router. And then they watered them the same, and they watched them grow. And the seeds in the first classroom, they sprouted, they started to grow. But the seeds in the second classroom by the wireless router, they never sprouted. They never sprouted. You know, when you see these simple kind of things and then you read the really technical science, if you want to read the science, you see you're being fed a line of bull that this stuff is safe. And it's like, wake up, people. Wake up. Just look at the incidence of brain tumors. And you can see the studies where they show people that have heart tumors. Never before have there been cancer of the heart. I mean, that's the one organ of the body. You just didn't see cancers. But now you do, because people keep their cell phones in their pockets, their chest pocket, and they're exposed to that radiation. Now, you hold a cell, a cell phone next to your ear, you're putting a battery next to your brain. And especially with kids, it's so dangerous because kids have thinner skulls. So this wireless frequency penetrates deeper in kids than adults. So what do you do? You use a headset. You plug in a headset. Or you use the speakerphone on the phone itself. You don't put it next to your ear. Now, that's just the general principles. Now let's get to 5G. 5G is extremely powerful, much, much more powerful than anything that's ever come before it, the 4G or the 3G. We just think, well, it's just 1G higher. What's the big deal? No, it's exponentially more powerful. Why? Well, as you can imagine, the electrical, high, the high-powered tension wires that I talked about, 1982, live within a quarter mile. The same kind of studies are done on cell phone towers. Just type into Google cell phone towers and cancer and just read a couple of studies. You go, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. So this researcher is from Harvard. Wait a minute. This researcher is from Oxford, England, the prestigious universities. They're not from a local community college. These are high-end studies, and you see them writing about this. 
and they're trying to say in their geek language, wake up people, to cell phone towers. Now, what 5G does, it's putting a small cell phone tower outside your bedroom window every two or three houses. So instead of the cell phone towers being every mile or two miles or five miles, it's going to be every few hundred feet in cities. And so you're putting a cell phone tower outside your bedroom. That's basically what 5G is. And it just makes sense. You don't want to expose you or your family to that kind of toxicity. Yes, we want hot, faster speed internet. Yes, the government says for security reasons, we have to have higher speed internet. Yes, driverless cars are coming soon and they require 5G. Yes, all of that is true. Well, in your homes, you don't need a 5G tower outside your window. Do wired internet connection in your home. Don't use wireless in your house, ever. Don't use it. Have a wired connection in your home. That's, that's one way that you can protect yourself because unfortunately this is coming and the general movement to stop tobacco didn't work. The general movement to stop bovine growth hormone didn't work. The general movement to stop 5G is not gonna happen until you talk to your legislators and we get so many legislators understanding this and passing the legislation that doesn't allow this and get this stuff out of here. Yeah, and Dr. Tom, we've spoken, you've given some great examples about particular cancers, diseases, you know, in, in the body. And with it being sleep timber, I'm very curious to talk about sleep disturbances because on a list of all the symptoms, sleep disturbances and insomnia comes up again and again and again. So there's no argument that it disturbs sleep. But what is the impact of EMF on our sleep? Just imagine if a little old magnet can turn around a colored television picture because it throws you into neurological chaos. What do you think happens with 5G to our bodies? The, the concept of neurological switching is so profound, and it alters the amount of nerve hormones called neurotransmitters. So people have much more anxiety, much more. So they're wired. They're just anxious. And it's very, very hard to fall asleep when you have high anxiety. That's one of the common mechanisms by which this works is that 5G alters neurotransmitters, which creates anxiety in you, which then creates a wired state. You're kind of wired so that it's like having two or three cups of coffee and then trying to go to bed you know, or two, or two espressos. I'm in Italy right now. So it's like having two espressos and then trying to go to bed. You know, a few people can do that because their, their livers can metabolize the caffeine quickly, but most people are just kind of like this. And, and that's happening to more and more of us. As you see, the world's getting crazier all around us. This is part of the reason why. This is, you know, this, this whole world that we're living in now, uh, video games and Young kids, they're doing these games and killing 300 people or slicing people's throats in these video games and all of the anxiety that's being created. Um, there's no one trigger to all of it, but there are strong contributors and electromagnetic pollution is a very strong contributor to this. 
and we want to reduce it and protect ourselves every way we can. And the other thing that I read is that in some instances, and I can't remember the reference who, who did the study, but where melatonin, our sleep hormone, was being tricked off because the EMF acts as if it were light. Right. That's part of the mechanism of altering the neurotransmitters, the nerve hormones. Melatonin is one of those nerve hormones. That one is necessary for us to sleep. Melatonin production occurs when we're sleeping in the evening, when the sun goes down. You know, as the sun's going down, the light changes in the sky, and that goes through our eyes back into the pineal gland, sending the message, time to make melatonin now. Melatonin's job is to say, okay, liver, time to calm down now. It's nighttime. Okay, kidneys, time to relax. Okay, muscles, night, night, time to relax now. And when you lose your melatonin production, you lose that systemic ability for your body to fall asleep. So it's not just your brain that gets wired, but your whole body is still keyed up. And that's one of the mechanisms of what happens when you have low melatonin levels. Yeah. And so we've painted that picture. You know, you've got this EMF pollution happening, affecting your sleep. So then what's the knock-on effect of not getting quality sleep then? (laughs) Well, my friend Dave Asprey, who um, started Bulletproof Coffee, is um, he's called a biohacker. He kind of coined the term, I think. And uh, he says it really, really well. So please excuse me, but you cannot kick ass if you're tired. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you just can't, right? You can't be at your best. You're, you're, and I grew up in Detroit, and so I do a lot of car analogies. You know, when there's cylinders in the car, there's eight cylinder, six cylinder, four cylinder cars. It's like your human body is an eight cylinder car, but you're running on four cylinders when you don't have enough sleep. You just can't get up and get it going the way that you're capable of. Sleep is your rest. The only time you heal is when you are in a parasympathetic dominant state. Sleep puts you in a a parasympathetic dominant state. That's its job, so that every cell in your body regenerates and it heals. But when you don't get enough sleep, you stay in a sympathetic, dominant state. That's called fight, fright, or flight. The fight, flight, or fright syndrome. You're kind of wired and keyed up. And that happens when you're in sympathetic dominant. Melatonin transitions you over to parasympathetic, the relaxation state. Your heart rate slows down. Your lungs take deeper, slower breaths. Your muscles relax. Your digestion's really good while you're laying there resting. The sympathetic state, you're fighting for your life, fight, flight, or fright. Digestion, very little blood goes to digestion. Your muscles are tight and tense. Your pupils open really wide to see everything, to make sure you don't miss anything. All of that happens, and it's controlled, and the term is modulated. That means it has its hands on the steering wheel of the direction you're going. It's modulated by melatonin and sleep. So when you don't get enough sleep, You don't regenerate. Mrs. Patient, every cell in your body regenerates, every cell. You have an entire new body every seven years. So the question is, are you regenerating healthier, younger cells or older, worn out cells or something in between? 
And that's controlled. You regenerate healthy cells when you're in a parasympathetic dominant state, which there's only two places where you can get it. One is in good, sound, deep sleep. The other is after an hour of practiced meditation. So if you can sit and learn how to meditate or pray and really go into an altered state of peace and relaxation, then you don't need as much sleep. But for the vast majority of us, I can't sit still for five minutes, you know, during <laughs> the day. It's not quite true, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so sleep is critically important to regenerate, to heal, to rebuild healthier, younger cells. Yes, and I recall that when we were talking about you can fix your brain, that was one of the solutions to healing the brain too because of the glymphatic system being able to get rid of the toxins while you're in a deep sleep. Exactly right. And it's the only time it happens. So, yes, so everyone, please pay attention. We, we're, not give, we're not scaremongering here. We're just trying to educate you and give you the tools so that you can make a difference to your own life. So, Dr. Tom, what are your tips for living fabulously? <laughs> the world we have now, humans have never lived in a world as toxic as what we have now, ever. In the last 30 years, it's gotten exponentially worse. In the United States, I don't know the figures in Australia, but I'm sure they're not too far different. In the United States, 27 trillion pounds of chemicals are manufactured or imported every year. That works out in the numbers to be 247 pounds per person per day, every day. So if you're a family of four, that's a thousand pounds of chemicals every day. A human body has never had to deal with this before. I'm sitting on a wood deck right now. And the wood deck before 1976, and I think this deck looks pretty old, so it probably is before 76, all the wood on wood decks were soaked in CCA. CCA is 50% arsenic. And when the sun hits this wood, it outgasses arsenic into the air so that you breathe arsenic. Now, there's no study that shows the amount of arsenic that is emitted into the air from wood decks is toxic to humans. That's how they get away with that crap, excuse me. But this stuff accumulates in your body. It accumulates. When you go to the coffee shop and you get a coffee, the plastic lid, the, the steam from the coffee condenses on the underside of the lid and it drips back down into the coffee full of phthalates, the toxic chemicals to mold plastic. And you put the coffee cup up to your lips and it tapers down, the hot liquid hits the entire lid, tapers down into the opening full of phthalates. Phthalates in mom's body inhibit brain growth in a fetus. So the higher mom's phthalate levels are, the lower the IQ of the offspring. Just read the studies. It's really clear. So what are the three things? There's not three things. I'm going to give you one thing because this is critical for everybody. It's critical. And this is not fear mongering. This is wake up. This is wake up mongering. We all need to wake up. Never before in history have we had the problems that we have now. The subtitle of this book, just one hour a week to the best memory, productivity, and sleep you've ever had. That's the key to success. It's not a cutesy title. 
every Tuesday night after dinner, you tell the family every Tuesday night, it's my time from eight until nine or whatever it is, or every Sunday morning after services, I'm going to spend an hour and learn more how to protect our family from this toxic world we live in. One hour a week. So you'll go to the book because you'll remember that you read that plastic storage containers in the kitchen, you put leftover chicken in the plastic storage container. The next day, the chicken's got phthalates in it. Now, there's no evidence that the amount of phthalates in, that leach out of plastic storage containers is toxic to humans. That's how they get away with this. But it accumulates in your body. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to the URLs that I list in the book, and you're going to go, oh, I like those. And you go, oh, I really like those. You're going to order three round glass containers, four square ones, of one for the pies. You pay with your credit card, hit send. It took an hour, but you're done. Now, for the rest of your life, you will never poison your family with plastic storage containers in the kitchen ever again. Give the plastic storage containers to your husband to store nails in the garage. And the next week, you're going to learn about cosmetics. And when you put nail polish on, the phthalates are in your bloodstream in three to five minutes. What? Just read the studies. So what do you do? One week, that one hour is going to be look for organic nail polish. And you're going to look, order two or three different kinds to find one that you like, right? And took an hour, you're done. But then never again will you poison your body with that toxic standard garbage that gets into your bloodstream and accumulates in your body. That's the key to success, to living a fabulous life, is realizing, you know what, I need to play a little offense here to have a good defense. That means one hour a week, because everybody's too busy and too overwhelmed. Just listening to what I've said here today is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You'll listen to it again, hopefully. And But if you allocate one hour a week in six months, you got this. And you've changed so many little things in you and your family's life that accumulatively you've made a difference. Yeah, so true. And, and worth the investment because it's that one hour investment, like you say, it's got long legs. It's really good at helping you and your family. That's right. So you can find Dr. Tom O'Brien at his website, thedr.com. And also on Facebook, you can search for the dr.com. They will be in the show notes, so you can just click through. But thank you so much, Dr. Tom. You've been a wonderful guest on the show yet again. So I appreciate that we always have a laugh and we cover some really hot topics. But I think just to remind everybody that to protect yourself from the electromagnetic frequency, there were three simple things that Dr. Tom mentioned in using your mobile phone with a, a headset or on speakerphone, making sure that you switch to wired uh, networks in your home rather than wireless routers. And I think the other thing for me is also just being sensible about where you keep devices in your home. So have your devices on flight mode when you go to sleep. They do not need to be on. I don't think there's any emergency you could solve in the middle of the night that somebody else more equipped like a paramedic could solve. So really start taking care of yourselves, everyone. But thanks so much, Dr. Tom, for being with me on the show today. Oh, Bev, thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing. It's a great job and uh, carrying this information out to the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. And I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook, 
by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.